Welcome to season three of the Queer Soul Spotlight. I'm your host, Jenny Chapman. I'm queer, non-binary, and a full-time photographer and collector of stories. Every week, I sit down with people from all corners of the queer community and chat about their story and how they're building a life where they can thrive as their most authentic self. Whether you're here to learn or you just need a couple of friends for the next 40 minutes or so, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome back. We're in hello. the closet. It's hello. So ironic that we're in the closet. <laughs> That's the whole point. It's funny. <laughs> um, I have my wife. It, she's still my wife. We're my here. wife. Part two. Part two. Wedding. Wedding part two. Uh huh. This is the previous episode was things that went very right at the wedding, and now this episode is things that went wrong. Dun dun dun. Or like slightly sideways. Sure. Would you like to start us off? Yeah. You okay. know, first of all, um, I, I made a TikTok about this, the disaster quota. I've worked enough weddings to know that, you know, a certain amount of things have to go wrong. And sometimes it's several small things. That's kind of preferable. It could be one gigantic thing. That'd be a disa- total disaster. I think we had a good mix of like- Some from column A and some from column B. to large. <laughs> and then just like some little things that we were like, mm, that, or things that could have been terrible, but then ended up being okay. Yeah. Um. So number one, back when Allie and I met, um, I, well, we, we promised one of my very best friends from college that he was going to get to officiate our wedding. Yeah. And so this is a six and a half year plan in the making. And, and then what happened? <laughs> I got a text from Logan, I think the Monday before the wedding. Yeah. It was like the week picture, of the wedding. Just a picture of his foot in a boot and some crutches. And he said, I have, I have an update. <laughs> And I said, okay. what?" said, no thanks, I don't want it. Yeah, no, I was like, it's okay. Like, as long as you can crutch down and, like, you know, uh-huh. do the thing. And um, he was in such a bad way that he was, you know, taking all these pain meds and just, like, couldn't even get around and do, like, basic human being things. Uh, it's important to note, Logan lives in Seattle. Mm-hmm. So we are expecting Logan to travel to an airport, go through the airport, get on a plane, come here, stay in an Airbnb by himself. And, and be alive. And be alive. And it became very quickly apparent that that was not possible. And he be- fell off a deck. Yeah, I was going to say, before we get mad, <laughs> you in the audience listening and get mad at Logan, don't. Because uh, he was not being reckless. He was not being irresponsible. Um, there was a restaurant in Seattle that had a ramp up to a deck that was not up to code. It should have had railings or something and it didn't and like a cartoon character he fell off the side just stepped right off of it because it was at night it was one of those like you know when um like wily coyote is running and then suddenly he's running and there's nothing under him yeah it's like it was one of those yeah and then he just crumpled to the ground so absolutely not his fault we were all devastated logan included um so that was that was sad that was a big wrench in things yeah i came home that day and you were in the bed very sad oh yeah i was very sad um, um, but we're very lucky that we had um, the right Reverend Riskin, <laughs> uh, Michael. I, I texted my best man, my man of honor, and I said, uh, alert, you are suddenly swinging on for the role yeah. of uh, officiant. This goddamn wedding was so full of theater kids. So full of theater kids and, and theater so full of theater jargon. lingo. Yeah. Um, I was like, <laughs> hey, I know you don't uh, cover the role of, of, officiant. of officiant. You do now. Uh Here's the link. Get ordained immediately. Yeah. And he actually, like, really pulled it together. He, he did told, great. He, he told me great. after that, like, while everyone was getting ready, he, like, went down 
out of the hotel and sat by the creek and like had a small panic attack about it because he didn't want to screw it up. Oh, he did so so good though. He did great. We had no idea. He was so calm and like, so everything turned out really well. Logan sent flowers. Logan actually wrote like a little speech for Michael Michael to read at the wedding. At the reception. Like it all turned out as best as it possibly could. In that speech, he said that um, Jenny wouldn't love me because I'm not a pirate, but I am a pirate. Because, yeah, he was saying a whole thing because I met Logan because (laughs) Logan was in an all-female production question mark of um uh what is it treasure island i was like brigadoon but no. that wasn't right treasure yeah, island wasn't at emerson um and i had a little crush on logan for a hot minute and then in logan's speech he wrote you know he he knew i had someone better out there for me so he turned into a man but that uh, that jenny would be disappointed because i wasn't a pirate but, but jokes on logan because when i was 11 i was in a camp production of Peter Pan, and guess who I was? Captain Hook. Exactly. So suck it, Logan. Which I love was so you. funny because Michael read Logan's speech, and then immediately after, Wass read her speech about how we met we being pirates. pirates. Yeah. So it was. It all worked out wonderfully. It was not the original plan, and we're very sad about that. But like, but we did miss Logan's uh, presence at yeah. the wedding because if you know Logan, you know that Logan is nothing if not a jolly good time at any event at a party. Yeah. Um, so. So his presence was sorely missed. Yeah. So definitely was a disaster. Ended up turning out just fine. Mm-hmm. But but that was – I think what I've been saying is everything that was in our control went mm-hmm. perfectly. And the things that were not in our control ended up okay. Mm-hmm. So, so there were definitely disappointing things that like if we could redo our wedding and be in control of everything, like obviously I would control that Logan doesn't get hurt. But right. like – there's nothing. We don't control the building safety. The wedding in was not ruined. Like we had a great time. Anyway, but part we did two. Miss Logan. Uh, part two. Did you have uh, something going on with your face? Oh, I had a terrible the wedding. Time. I woke up one morning and like Kim, our hair and makeup artist. Like I, I fuck with my face a little bit. Like I, I'm not ashamed to say. Like I will. I'll pop it. You're a person that picks at their face, and that's okay. Um, and Kim was like, "You literally can't." And I was like, "I'm gonna be so good." I'm not going to do it. And I ended up with a zit just like in the middle of my forehead. And I was like, it's okay. I'm not <laughs> even going to pop it. I'm just going to put one of those little like acne stickers on it. Uh-huh. And I'm going to be so good. Kim's going to be so proud and of me. And then what happened? I woke up in the morning, took it off. And as I took it off, it popped. Uh-huh. I didn't even pop it. And it's you not were- even fair. It was bright red. She was like, devastated. It, I, it, I Came never out. had a more obvious zit in my life. Came out to breakfast and was like, it's still, it, I just, I did everything right. It's so not fair. having a temper tantrum. It's not fair that I didn't even pop it and it still made a giant red mark on my face. Um, yeah. thank, it disappeared by the time of the wedding, but oh my God, that was, you were really I sad. was, that was not fair. I did everything no. right. And so I deserve to not have yeah. that happen to me. Um, we had, uh, and I highly recommend this to people. Um, I, I recommend this to people uh, who are maybe not feeling that they want to just socialize their entire wedding and maybe have some time to themselves or having more uh, yes. time. We have a lot of guests that came from uh, out of town, if not across the country. So we, we had, had a welcome party had a welcome on party. the Friday. So the wedding was on Saturday and we had a welcome party the day before. We had it at um, a park that is near our home, which was lovely. And it worked out great because everyone just came a little bit earlier. It was like a massive, you know, think very uh, rehearsal dinner, but with everybody, which was so fun. Um, What happened? 
Uh, it was great. I mean, we, so it was basically all of our friends and family, anyone who was there was invited to come, basically everyone from the wedding. And it was at a park and we had um, our wonderful um, party coordinator, who is a former preschool parent of mine. Yes. Shout out Jennifer Carranza. We love you so love much. Love party picnic. Um, came up and set up these beautiful tables and got, you know, drinks and snacks ready and games. And then everybody came and it was just like a very casual, very low stakes hanging out with people before the day of chaos. Highly recommend because then we were able to actually like sit and enjoy our wedding. And we not- had, yeah, we had a whole table of our friends, our 20 something friends who had a great time. Uh, the children played chess and argued over the rules of chess and played giant Jenga and then argued some more over the rules of chess. <laughs> um, and all of our relatives uh, enjoyed talking to each other and we got to go around and say hi to everybody, which was lovely. There were a few things What happened? Um, before we got there, it flooded. Almost. Yeah, it almost flooded. Which we weren't even privy to. Apparently, when we got there, they had just fixed it. There was this grate on the top of the hill that just started overflowing. Mm-hmm. And so there's like five, six inches of water coming slowly near the tables. And Jennifer like called the Rangers and was like, hello, my party's about to get ruined. And they were like, oh, we'll get there in like an hour. And she was like, I don't think you understand. You will get here right now. now. Um, so oh, there it, also was wait, like, and so sorry. It, it, so it ended up, uh, the water apparently disappeared right before we got there, like half an hour before the actual party started. So no one actually ended up knowing, mm-hmm. but I would say my mom, my parents kind of hosted the party, but my yeah, mom was very pressed about this. That she like was. It was it was a near miss of like <laughs> a disaster. What else did we there find on the ground? There also was, so there was um, like the, like confetti from a gender reveal on the ground. There were like little tiny blue pacifier. Like, like two inches across, thousands. Of like little confettis. And so we just kept pointing it out to everybody and being like, it's, it's a, a boy. boy. And they would be like, what boy? And we were like, it's, it's, a, a, it's a secret. What boy are we revealing? Um, also, fuck you to those people, quite frankly, because apparently when my parents had scoped out the spot a couple weeks earlier just to make sure everything looked good, they were there then. And I'm sure <laughs> a year from now, they will still be there. They were like foil. Like there's so many ways. There's a P- This is a PSA. First of all, this is a PSA. gender reveals in general I have thoughts about, but – if you need to have a genital reveal for your baby, don't fucking litter in nature. You like I if you're gonna do There's something so like that, you better pick every one of those confettis up. There's nothing wrong oh with God. getting a little cupcake from a bakery and putting blue and pink frosting. Or a inside big of it. cake. That's fine too. Like you can do something. Fi- Leave anyway. the environment alone. And there's like it's there's a lot of nature there, and so we were very upset. So whoever that was, um, fuck you guys. Don't do that. Um, and then the sandwiches were late, which your mom was also very pressed about. They were like five minutes late. It was fine. Were they? I don't know. It was fine. People still ate them. It was fine. Um, (laughs) and then in, in, so we have a shared wedding album for photos Mm -hmm. and Jenny and I are looking through uh, the photos in the wedding album and we find this one photo of this person that nobody knows. Oh yeah. We were like, who is this? Who is this? And my mom added it. So I texted my mom and I was like kindly with all due respect who is this woman that I've never seen before in my life and she goes oh it was the sandwich lady the sandwich lady in our wedding album I'm so glad that that was I'm so glad that we will remember that forever from that picture yeah just for posterity um and then you know me 
I'm a wedding photographer. I, I had extensive lists of like, here's the shot list that we're getting. Obviously, I know that, you know, Kelly is a wedding photographer in her own right. I don't actually need to like tell her what to do. And this mm-hmm. is true in general. Like, you don't need to say, get a picture of me walking down the aisle. Like, we know. They know. Wedding photographers know. Girl, they know. But what you do need to provide is like a list of like different family combinations for after the ceremony, things mm. like that. Like little or or unexpected or non-traditional moments that you really want to make sure they get that they might not be able to anticipate based on their past experience. And as much as I did my best, we did not get pictures of two things. And we do have, we have workarounds for both of them. Sure, sure. So the first thing... We were supposed to do touch-ups to our hair and makeup at the end. And that was going to be like, the photographer was there. Like, because Kelly's not going to be there from 7 a.m., right? And so we never got those (laughs) because we were so busy and had so many other things happening that we didn't end up getting hair and makeup touch-ups and photos of that. Yeah. We ended up, Kim is awesome and got iPhone photos and video of it. So we have that. And a couple of people uh, took iPhone pictures. Behind the scenes pictures. There's also, might I add, a delicious selfie that I took of myself on a like up angle from under my chin of when after uh, Kim was done pinning all the curls to my head and I look like a founding father with about 60 chins. You're welcome. It's really fantastic. It does exist. (laughs) Um, And what was the other thing? Oh. The other um, thing we forgot. The other thing we forgot was – in all the different combinations of like, we are standing at the side of the wedding and smiling at the camera. We didn't get both sides of the bridal party together. No, we got them all individually, my people, individually. All my people and like, and all my people together in a photo and all your people together in a photo. But we didn't get all of us together, which I'm sad about. But then I realized that in wide angle shots down the aisle of everyone yeah. during the ceremony, like we have photos of everybody. Yeah. But oops. We have a nice picture of everybody like on the bed in their little getting ready outfits all together. Sure, but not in the actual like no. wedding outfits. So, yeah. oops. Anyways. Um, this is all you. This is all this you. Is, take the next one. Take it away. Uh, so as- Take your stomach away. Listen, I am an, I'm an Ashkenazi Jew. And what does that mean for it people means who are not privy? If you're not, if, listen, if you're an Ashkenazi Jew, you know, you know, stomach problems. Yeah. Chronic stomach, chronic unyielding unpredictable stomach problems. Undiagnosable somehow. Uh, yeah. Just so, you have them and you're going to, you're, it's bad. Ashkenazi Jew. My mom, uh, gluten intolerant. Mm-hmm. My dad, ulcerative colitis. Me, a plethora of currently undiagnosed, but very debilitating stomach issues. So the day of the wedding or like the, you know, as the week prior, I was like terrified. I was like, my body is going to find some way to ruin this day. So and I got you were doing all, great. I was doing great. I got all the way through like getting my hair and makeup done, was feeling good. My mom brought me a little chalky milk so I could have some calories before I was assigned not to eat anymore. And then, and then Jenny and I separate because we're doing our, you know, putting on the dresses so we can get ready for our first look. And it's me and my mom and Trinity, uh, Kelly's assistant. Shout out to Trinity. Um, in I a hotel head room. to the venue, none the wiser. I am in the dress. I get zipped up into this gigantic, very heavy dress. I, we take a few pictures and then a fright train hits me. It is, I am doubled over in pain. And the, the boning of the dress is hitting me in such a way that I'm like, oh, it's time to die. So poor Kelly and my mom, or not Kelly, uh, Trinity and my mom have to unzip me no less than four times from this dress so I can, with no clothes on, run into the bathroom and lock myself in there for 10, 15 minutes at a time 
doubled over, agonizing stomach pain. And I am internally and externally panicking. I'm like, I am not going to make it to the venue. I'm going to be late. The ceremony is going to have to start late. And I am just on the toilet in pain and also in panic. I am pain and panic from Hercules. Thank you very much. I'm sitting in the car at the venue and Luciana's like, Jenny does not. I'll let you know when you need to get in position. And I was like, I should have already. No, does not know. No idea. So several, so my mom is running down to the car to get me my medication. I am uh, a tortured soul in the bathroom. Dress on the floor. The dress is on the floor, not in the bathroom. No, no. The dress is, the dress is somewhere else. And it's me and my underwear and my wedding converse and just. fetus uh, Voldemort. That is exactly what it was. Uh, And I finally like, you know, recover enough. To the point where uh, we finish the photos in the hotel room. I get back in the dress and I get in the car and we go to the venue and I'm doing okay. And we're doing the first look. And I'm pretty sure I said to you during the first look, I was like, my stomach is, is so bad. And I was like, you're being so brave. I was being so brave. And then we started to move into like the venue to take some like, you know, cute little sweetheart before pictures. Yeah. And those pictures are the essence of uh, my tummy hurts, but I'm being so brave about it because shortly after that, I had to have Jenny walk me up the stairs and unzip me from the dress so I could sit in the fetal position in the bathroom we again. a little break from photos. And then, like, by the time – after that, like, by the time the ceremony had rolled around, I have – I have – I'm now a shell of myself. There's nothing Internally. In um, if you catch my dress. Hollow. And – but, like, at this point, the, the pain has subsided and I've taken my meds and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go. And the rest of the night went fairly well, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. But when you – are in the fetal position in the bathroom on your wedding day. Uh, it's it's not a good look, nor is it a good feel. I think it is appropriate to say that the shit hit the fan. Yeah, my my poor. So I went to a, a GI for for a consult a couple weeks after the wedding, and he said, "Well, I don't want to hear anything the day of the wedding because that's very stressful. So it's of course you're going to have stomach problems." And no. I was like, ah. "No." So uh, that was. Then how come it's been happening since June? But anyways, uh-huh. I anyway. Anyways, by the time the ceremony rolled around, I recovered and was able to get through the rest of the night, and I had a wonderful time. Uh, but prior to that, I was really holding on for dear life for about an hour there. Yeah. Uh-huh. You were very brave. Yeah. Okay, next story. When you proposed to me, uh-huh. uh, famously- A lot of things happened. Well, yeah, we're, we're not even going to go into that. A did be- you do a podcast episode about the proposal? I think we did. About when I, I we drove did. the car into we a ditch. Car? Yeah, I think yeah. we did that. In case we didn't, that's a story no, I think for another we did. time. Okay. Um, so when, when I proposed to you, a bee landed on my backpack. Yes, I remember. That was sort of just like in the middle of the sunflower field. And it was a very nice bee. Like and, a honeybee. And it crawled around on my hand for a while. There's a picture of me, it like just sitting on the top of my finger and, and I'm we, smiling. We called it Stephen the Marriage Bee. Yeah, which, and then we promptly forgot about it. That was not the most interesting thing that happened that day. No, the most interesting thing that happened was me totaling my car and we and having to. Me getting engaged. Yeah, but also the totaling yeah, of the car. Yeah, We got engaged twice. I only crashed my car once. Yeah. So anyway, uh, in the videos of people giving toasts at the wedding, partway through my dad's speech. The bee. I noticed. Another bee. A bee. It's a bee. On the edge of my little uh, your mimosa, mimosa goblet. Yeah, your mimosa glass. And it's living its best life just like getting the little like it's not drinking from it but it's like there's some on the rim it was getting absolutely turned we love it this bee um so throughout the speech i'm checking in on the bee and then eventually i forget the bee is there my dad says oh raise your glasses we're cheersing i take you you can see it in the video i take a sip from the glass and the bee falls in and i put the glass down and then the bee fell in and the bee falls in 
And then between my dad's speech and Wass's speech, who's next? Uh-huh. No, Wass was last. Oh. My mom went after Yes, your, your mom. At the beginning of your mom's speech, you see me go, oh, the bee. <laughs> and I... And I'm like pointing and I put my hand in, I scoop them out. I a thing that I do is I love to save bees from bees. We love pools. to rescue bees. So the bees know me. The the general South Bay bees are aware of me. The and they South don't Bay sting bees. me when I when I save them. So my hand goes into the mimosa. First of all, very grateful I did not swallow the bee. That would have been a that would have been Bad. a separate podcast episode. I'm not allergic to bees, but I think it is also just in general not comfortable to swallow an alive bee. Not advisable to swallow a live bee. I scoop the bee out and there's this beautiful floral arrangement on our little sweetheart table. And so I I put the bee very gently on the flowers. (laughs) Throughout the rest of speeches and well into dessert, the bee is sloshed. (laughs) Our bridal party did a like my name is whoever, and I think so-and-so is going to be the drunkest And then they did like, and this is my first drink. Yeah. You know who was drunkest at our wedding? That fucking bee. That bee was so turned. It was like dancing know. on the flowers. I, I got a good look at it. <laughs> it was living and it was too drunk to fly. Also probably too wet. Yeah, he was very um, wet. And so then later in the evening, uh, I checked in and then he had flown away. So he did live. He lived through the greatest wedding of so, his life. But the second marriage bee. Yeah, the legacy marriage. of the marriage bee lives on. And so it wasn't necessarily something that went wrong, but like I could, ha- I almost swallowed a bee. Mm-hmm. And the bee almost drowned. So I think two disasters <laughs> were averted that were, day. Yeah, were avoided. So, you know, and now and now I feel like, like, as we, in a few years, go into, like, having a kid, I'm going to be looking for bees. I'm going to be looking for, like, a, a It's going to be a in our bee. hospital room when we deliver. Yeah, it'll it'll fly in. I love it. Anyway, so <laughs> bees. Um, here's, here's something that was confusing. <laughs> Um, a case of mistaken identity. Yeah, or like stolen identity. It, very confusing. Um, <laughs> so one thing that happens to you the week before your wedding is your vendors reach out and they say, hey, like, here's what I think my timeline is, just confirming the timing of everything. And you go, yep, that looks good. Or you make adjustments. Uh, our DJ's name is Paul. DJ Paul? DJ Paul. And I... <laughs> You know, we, we, it was really important to us that as uh, the the venue had six DJs for us to choose from, we ended up with Paul, um, and it was really important that we got a DJ that wasn't gonna like misgender people and like was chill because we weren't able to choose our own DJ effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, and Paul was great. Paul had all the right answers. I was you know very excited to work with Paul, and Paul sends me the timeline, and the whole timeline is like Eric will announce the first dances. Eric is gonna get everyone together for the horror. Eric, blah, blah, blah. The question on everybody's mind. Who is Eric? Who is Eric? And I'm like, I'm a little angry. I'm like, I hired you and made sure that you had the education about the queer community. And you're going to send, I assume, some intern named Eric? Like, (laughs) now I have to vet Eric? And so, you know, I get myself together and I I reply back and I'm like, the timing of everything looks good. One question, though. Who who is is Eric? Whom is Eric? Is he your assistant? Like, for the love of God, don't tell me that you're not coming to my wedding, the DJ that I have chosen (laughs) from the selected DJs. And I get one of the most puzzling emails of my life back. Mm -hmm. And it says, Eric is me. Paul. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks, Paul. Paul. And I'm like, what? Is your assistant Eric now writing your emails and didn't? like delete your email signature like what is happening and so one thing about paul is he will always call you and make sure that you're on the same page (laughs) 
so Paul calls me and I'm like, Paul, what is happening? Whomst is Eric? Whomst is Eric? What is occurring to my wedding? Like, I really don't have time to have like a random ass DJ show up that isn't you. And he goes, well, aren't you the bride with the, you know, like he's skirting around so he won't say it. And I'm like, Paul, what is <laughs> happening? And he goes, oh, it must be my Sunday bride. And uh-huh. I'm like, you've got some. Please expl- clarify. Paul, Paul I'm so, what is it occurring? You're saying so many words and I understand them, but I don't understand. <sighs> and he says, okay, my Sunday bride, who I thought was you on this weekend, it's her second wedding. Uh-huh. And her like crazy ex-husband's name is Paul. And so the one rule that they told all the vendors is no one is allowed to utter the word Paul throughout the course of the wedding. Because I guess very, it's like, very it's don't say Macbeth in a crowded yeah, yeah, yeah. theater. Um in a not crowded theater. It doesn't matter. In, it, yeah. Um and I was like, oh, what? And he goes, So I sent you the timeline to like. I'm going by my middle name, which is Eric. Oh my God. So that it isn't triggering to this bride. And I was like, oh, I mean, you still signed the email, Paul. (laughs) So here's what this turned into. This turned into our table of 20 somethings at the wedding. Every time he showed his face, they would go, DJ Paul Paul Eric. Eric. We told them this at the welcome party. We were like, they were like, oh, are you stressed? And I was like, well, this happened. Um, and so he ended up becoming DJ Paul Eric at our wedding. And, and like, it was fine. It, obviously he was there. He was the one doing it. There was he not, was Paul. He was Paul. He was Eric. He's every DJ. They, they are, are all him. Paul, Eric. Yeah. yeah. So here we are. Um, the case of the mystery DJ. Okay. Confirmed. Now, listen, we've saved the best for last. The best for last. Let's talk. About the lizard. The marriage lizard. Okay. Let me, let, here's. You begin. Okay. Take it. So it's the night, it's, we've just finished being married. This It's like 11 p.m. the night of the wedding. I've never been so tired. And then we get a text message or an Instagram message from our cat sitter, the our, our former neighbor who's taking care of our cats for the day since we are indisposed. We love Jean. And and the, the message says, so I want you to know that. Um, we found evidence of a, of a lizard, and and we and we felt it wouldn't be right to just to, to just throw it away and not tell you. So we left the remnants. Remnants was remnants. the word used. The remnants on the counter by the fish tank. So uh, sorry, we didn't. We looked all around and we didn't find the lizard. And only us would this happen to. Yeah, probably. Uh huh. So we get home. I'm like, what rem? Is it is it a head? Like what are? And we, we figure like, oh, maybe the cats. You know, you know, they found a lizard and we chased these, it and killed it or whatever. We get these like three, four inch long lizards here. Yeah, like it's small. This like, is California. It's, it's fine. So we get home and in front of the fish tank on a paper towel are two segments totaling six inches of a lizard's tail. Just Clearly, the tail. Just its tail because, you know, the whole thing where, like, lizards can drop their tail if they're feeling threatened. And then later... Apparently bigger lizards can drop their tail in two chunks. Sure, sure. So later what we found was there was blood on one of the pillows that was on the floor in our room. So, again... I Jean. Uh-huh. And I'm like, where was the lizard tail? Where was the tail? Because I need to know if our idiot son who's a little bit physically disabled, uh, our, our cat son, let me be clear. He has wobbly um, cat syndrome. Yeah. And sometimes he he's on the bed and then he gets off the bed and he falls a little bit. And so I was like, oh, I need to know if I need to like check to see if he knocked any of his teeth We out. thought maybe it was his blood. It was not. So they said, oh, we found part of the tail by this pillow, part of the tail by the bath- uh, bedroom door. We so like, it, was, okay. it was the lizard's blood that we cleaned off the pillowcase. Correct. Um, uh, so then, you know, three days go by. 
neither hide nor hair of the lizard shows up. We so we're that. like, okay, maybe it, you know, escaped through a crack in the wall or something. And then uh, it's it's now Tuesday night, the Tuesday after the wedding. So mm-hmm. it's been a few days. I go into the bedroom to get ready to go out for dinner. And there on the floor, I just go, ah, because guess what? There's the lizard. And, and we it's, know it's the lizard. Because it has no tail. It was the same lizard. It had no tail. And it sees me and I walk toward it and it just skitters away into the bedroom. So I tried to catch it and it ran behind the bed. So it's between the back of the bed and the wall. And there's simply nothing to be done. So so we go out to dinner, we go to dinner. and we resolve that later in the night we're, we're going to find the lizard. Yeah. So we get home and later in the night uh, we're looking for it and we find it between – so our bed frame has drawers that pull out, like storage drawers under it. So the lizard is between the storage drawers and the back of the bed frame. And so these drawers are really easy to remove. So we're like, we got to pull drawers. And it's in there. And Jenny has a chopstick. You give me a chopstick and you're like, you got to, like, it's near the edge of the bed. So I figure if I stick in the chopstick and touch the furthest in part of it, which was, it, it's not tail, it'll run towards me. Uh-huh. We pull out the drawers. Here's a fun fact about our other cat. Her dream, her life's dream. Is to get under the bed and live there. We don't allow this. However, we have pulled out a drawer. <laughs> so and so she gets her, he, she, she says, this is my moment. This is my time. Mommies are letting me go under the bed. She goes under the bed. With the lizard. Does nothing. She <laughs> sits near it. Just not even hunting. Just, just looks at it. Hey, look, a lizard. I found it. Which is the same thing she does with bugs. Like if she finds a bug, you'll know it's there because she'll be staring She's at like it. She's like a pointer dog. Uh-huh. So she's just sitting there having a nice time. I'm trying to get the lizard out. The lizard runs away from me. Towards her. Realizes that there's a cat. And it's now stuck between a cat and a human. <laughs> Apparently, she's scarier than me. Uh-huh. Because it turns around and runs out towards me. I catch it. In your hand. Because I... That's what I do. Like the god, like a goddamn crocodile hunter. Yeah, I'm Steve Irwin. I have captured this. It's six inches long, having lost its tail. This is like a foot long lizard. You know what it also was? Pissed. Pissed. So angry. Uh, so I'm holding it, and I'm like, "What do we do?" I was like, "We have to take a picture. We have to start recording. We have to take a picture for Jean." So we end up taking a video where it looks like a human face, very angry. And so I'm doing this whole crikey, this is a marriage. I'm I'm riffing. This I'm video goes on for two minutes. I end up, it ends with me taking the lizard outside and releasing it. It's fine. It ran away. In case you're curious, um, please look up Southern Alligator Lizard because that was the bitch. It yep. was a Southern Alligator Lizard that was tailless, living in our home for three days. With no food. And no tail. No tail. It also peed on me, and but no that's dig- fine. No dignity. No dignity. Um, but I did capture it and we did let it go and it was the marriage lizard. I texted uh, my maid of honor, my best friend Wass, about this and she said, it feels like this is something that would only happen to you, which to be fair is pretty true. Absolutely. I love the marriage lizard. That was the craziest thing that happened, I think. And then we evicted him from our home and we haven't seen him uh, since. No. Hope he grows his tail back. Hope he has a good life. He doesn't belong in our home. He's got a hell of a story to go tell his lizard friends. His lizard friends. Yeah, he was essentially abducted by aliens. A lot happened to him. I hope he lives his best life. Anyway. That's our show. That's <laughs> that's my life. I hope you had fun because I know I did. <laughs> that's, that's all the things that went crazy for our wedding. In the end, it was still the best wedding. We it had was the a best great time. wedding. People are still telling us that, and I'm not sure if it's just because they love us and they no, feel the need to like... No, it was objectively the best wedding. It was a great wedding. And like, everything worked out okay. Even though things went haywire a lot. Mm-hmm. It was still the best wedding. Mm-hmm. And that's what we have to say about that. Hooray. Anyway, that's the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Say bye. At least bye. I didn't do-
do a Squarespace ad. Love you, bye. Oh my god, yeah, we don't, no, we don't do that. <laughs> Say bye. Bye!